everyone and thanks so much for joining us for this second episode of the Food Science Attic podcast, second season. In this podcast, we aim at discovering food science topics for those of you who already know what food science is and also for those of you who are not sure about it. Listen to us while we unravel the mystery and wonders of food science from ingredients functionalities to novel technologies to novel foods and much more. I am your host, Vero, and I am a food scientist. For this second episode of the second season of this podcast, we are meeting Valia Crisido, who is an NPD consultant with more than 20 years of experience with new food product development. I am extremely grateful for Valia's time and the fact that she joined us for this episode today. And I want to ask her a few questions. So first of all, I want to ask Valia, what is your background? And can you please tell us a little bit about your story? Oh, yes. And stories is what I like to tell. So this may take a while, as they say, Vero. First of all, thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about something that I am so, so passionate about. So the story starts in Greece. Uh, I studied food technology in Greece, then I, I went to Reading University and did a master's. And from then onwards, I spent over 30 years um, in, uh, in the food industry, uh, UK in the UK primarily, but abroad as well. I started as a quality assurance technologist, then went into product development. And that is when I totally fell in love with, um, well, with food, but with product development uh, in particular. And uh, towards the end of my corporate, if you like, career, I was uh, head of the, the research and development uh, department for a large um, biscuits, uh, confectionery and snacks um, multinational. Uh, for, and I was responsible for uh, the UK uh, business and for the European business. So that was, you know, quite a, a, a chunky um, uh, role, I believe. But, you know, the love was, you know, just making stuff um, uh, and I remember I used to ask my team and say, you know, whenever you've got a trial happening in a factory, it doesn't matter what time of day or night, I'll be there. Can I, I'll come and help you, you know, just to stay connected. And also, I think it's important to stay connected with 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 reality, with making uh, uh, food. And then, you know, after my um, my career in uh, in the food industry, I uh, I left that in uh, 2020 and went into um, kind of creating a portfolio career for myself, primarily around uh, teaching. Uh, I lecture uh, new product development um, uh, and also have uh, a, a consultancy business. Uh, and uh, I volunteer at the uh, Institute of Food Science and Technology, which by the way, if you're a food technologist and you're not a member of the Institute or a food scientist, well, Big mistake. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's, it does connect you. It does connect you. And we've got a new innovation, food innovation group there that, uh, you know, we're doing some, some great stuff, I believe, and more to come. And I also started as well uh, doing a little bit of blogging uh, because I thought, you know, I've got so many stories to tell, so many things I've done, I believe. Why not share? So I've went for, you know, like, if you like, passion for doing and learning to passion for sharing and mentoring. Well, Valia, that is amazing. And I'm sure that lots of our listeners will benefit from everything that you will tell us today. 
I have a question that is a little bit of a curiosity, really, since everyone has their own favorite product to work with. I was wondering which one is yours. <laughs> this is, um, is this a trick question, as they say? No, no. Look, of course, I spend, I spend all my life in, um, if you like, my working life in, uh, like I said, biscuits and confectionery uh, and snacks. And, and they do hold, you know, a very, very it's a special part of, of, of me, if you like. Because, you know, when you see your product on the shelf, the pride is, is unbelievable especially the very first time. I have to say two types of products or, or if you like, ingredients. Chocolate is one. Uh, and that was how I started my career. And I carried on, you know, always heavily involved in chocolate. And, uh, and it's a fabulous, absolutely fabulous ingredient and food. And the other one is um, the healthier part of, of snacking. Because again, I believe there is so much more that we can do get great satisfaction, great experience, eating experience, but still not being uh, overly uh, indulgent or high calorie uh, spectrum. But, you know, this is those particular types of products are close to my heart. But I have to say the, the big thing for me uh, for, for a, a girl that many, many years ago wouldn't, didn't know even how to fry an egg, as they say, mm -hmm. um, and, and my husband still thinks I can't, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I fell in love with food. Uh, I never thought I would, and it was the science of food, but also the power it has to connect people to create relationships, to help, um, help you physically clearly, you know, you nourish your body, to help you mentally, to help uh, communities, right, to create economic growth, to save the planet. It is such the power of food. So yeah. back to the question, really, apart from this little space of, of uh, uh, biscuits and snacks, food, love for food in, and the power that food has, that, that is what I like to work with. Well, I understand from your answer that you are a little bit of a food romantic, just like me. So since you've been working in research and development for so long, and at the moment you are an NPD consultant, I believe that you are quite familiar with the, you know, all of the process that is involved in the, the creation of new ideas. So how can we generate ideas? What is the creative process that you can suggest? You know, this is this is the the million dollar question. Uh, but first of all, can I just uh, say, I was um, watching a, a small, um, a short presentation the other day, which it was um, talking about an experiment, not 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 a very recent one, but uh, about um, uh, understanding what is the inherent creativity capability of 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 a human, if you like, and uh, it was. Um, a piece of work, I think it was an American piece of work that they, they did. They, they measured, let's call it creativity in very young children. And they found that something like more than 90% of them would tick that, that spot. So we are born creative fact, scientific fact. Then they repeated this, the experiment as they were going, they were getting older and older and you know, just have one guess what, which direction creativity went down, of course. So we are all creative. It's a case of, of uh, it is a muscle, you flex it, you, you need practice. 
So I was, um, I was actually doing a little uh, survey a, a year or so ago, friends and colleagues and people I would, uh, uh, had worked with. I was saying, you know, when are you at your most creative? And how do you, as an, as an individual, and not surprisingly, a lot of people were saying, walk, go for a walk, go for a run, uh, be in nature. Some, some people would say, I'll go and have a, a, a long bath. And I think everyone was, would agree that you've got to be, you know, the expression li living with a problem, be obsessed by the problem. Mm. So if you live with it, if you're, it's in your mind, I don't mean turn it into something that drives anxiety and stress on the contrary, but live with it and love it. Get the problem in your head and allow yourself to just wonder. So that's that's one way. Then, of course, there's a traditional ways of of getting together in a group. Because again, another thing I have found is you can never beat a, a diversity of thought. And and I have to hold my hand up. I've often thought, you know, two or three people can do the job. No, if you only have two or three, fine. But make sure there are two or three with different experiences, different perspectives. Um, uh, and uh, then if you if you open any textbooks there's loads of techniques there's the the, the different hats uh, the bonus hats there's um, the um, just simple brainstorming uh, there is uh, uh, sorry to mention well no I'm not sorry to mention <laughs> IFST again but we had did a great uh, webinar on idea generation uh, and that was covering, um, the, the speaker was covering uh, a, a great technique. So again, there is uh, so many, but it is, it is diversity. It is also living with the problem as an individual, just having it in your mind uh, and let the, 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 the thoughts uh, float and make sure you write something somewhere or record down, put it in your smartphone and practice. One little thing that I have done with the team for many years was Monday mornings were always a, you know, who wants to go to work on a Monday morning? We brightened up our Monday mornings by having a coffee together, 8.30, no meetings, first thing, 8.30, and let's talk about the great things we did the weekend. And let's then, from the great things, pick one topic, 10-minute ideas. That's it. Put them to, to, on the wall. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, we are all creative, guaranteed, proven. Well, Valia, I cannot agree with you more. I always think that whenever you have an idea, you need to just write it down. The first thing that you have to do is just write it down. Thank you so much for all of these points. I, I, believe, I believe that this is going to be extremely helpful, not just for students, but also for young professionals and for everyone actually who, who's just getting a little bit closer to NPD and research and development. But I want to ask you, what is the big obstacle that one has to face when developing a new product? What are the challenges? From my perspective, no, let me start in a different way. When I, I, I started my career, it was all about where will I get the recipes? What are the technical um, obstacles? What, what is, uh, how much do we know? How much do we not know? For fast forward, a few years later, you know, experiencing um, many successes, 
a lot of a lot of oops and hiccup moments as well. The the obstacle I would say is is not technology. It's not the stuff you know. It's the relationships. It's the uh, that that you create or or the lack of of relationships. So creating new products and new packaging and new ways of of eating is is all about working with other people. NPD is by definition a multifunctional, multi-departmental activity. No one can do it kind of on on its own, um, especially in in larger companies. So the obstacle, if there is one, is relationships that have not been established, trust that has not been um, gained, and and maybe lack of clarity in in what you're going to deliver by when and and how. That is what. So so I would like, if you don't mind, to flip that question on its head. And I would like to answer the question that says, what's the biggest enabler? And, you know, the biggest enabler is to spend energy to establish relationships and trust with all the people you work with. So that, you know, it's okay to ask a silly question because there's no such thing as a silly question. It's okay to try new things, even if it doesn't quite work out, because, you know, people have got your back so to speak. Yeah. So you feel safe. And that is the biggest enabler, I think, mm-hmm. of, well, of, of anything we do, but it's crucial, crucial in, in doing um, NPD product development. Well, this is very nice to hear because actually I agree, it's the synergy, uh, all of these minds together that actually uh, can help us accomplish big things. It is true that by working individually, maybe you speed up a little bit the process, but, you know, great ideas always happen when uh, you have some external input. And as you said, it, it is amazing to, to work in a, in a team where you have people that actually got your back. I have one question that is related to um, developing a food product for someone who doesn't have a background in food science. Is this possible? I, I think everything is possible. Um, you need, if you have the passion, you will find the way. I see a lot of, um, you know, the last couple of years, uh, I've met a, a lot of entrepreneurs that do not have a technical background. I, I can see that, uh, you, you know, of course, they have developed a product they have. Now, can you develop a successful product, maintain it, grow it? Again, if you want to make your life difficult then then you can go it alone it's not it's not um it's it's not a reflection on an individual when they say you know i've taken taken something as far as i i i can or or even if they say you know what i don't know whether i have ticked all the boxes explored all the right things you know developing a, a food is is you know first and foremost it's got to be safe it's got to be legal then if you want to have a business it's got to be financially viable you know i know i talk about a lot about passion and love and yeah your life would be a misery if you're doing something that you don't love but there is also some things that are maybe a lot more black and white let's say like i said you've got to make safe products you've got to make legal products 
and if you want to have a business, they've got to be financially viable. So these things are non-negotiable. Then the love and the passion comes on top of that. But Vaya, talking about something a little bit different,、uh, talking about novel trends in food science, I was wondering, what do you think about the novel trend towards plant-based foods? The trend on plant-based foods, I was, you know, when when I thought about this question, the first thing that came to my mind was about time. <laughs> and and I'll tell you another story here, if. If if I may,、uh, when I first came to the UK, which, like I said, was thirty plus years ago, I I, I could not because I'm Greek,、huh? so loads of plants and、uh, plant-based dishes in Greece,、uh, and I could not understand that term vegetarian, let alone vegan or plant-based. Vegan. vegan did not exist then. But no, like why do people talk about vegetarian? You've got food. Sometimes it has meat. Sometimes it doesn't, and both is delicious.、Um, so, you know, different upbringings, different uh, palates, um, different tastes. But、uh, yes, that that I always remember that that how how I, I approached you know the if you like the British、uh, menu. So、uh, I think it is、um, uh, it is great. I've also thought sometimes, you know, what do we mean by by trend? Plant based is yes, it is something that people talk more and more about now, and they practice it more, and they trial it, and they test it, and industry is creating more and more within this framework. But plant based should be here to stay. Is the right thing.、Absolutely. It's the right thing for our our well-being. It is the right thing for the planet. So maybe we shouldn't even be calling it a trend because a trend has. There is always the risk that it will yeah, it disappear, and, and and I don't want it to disappear because it is important. But what I would say though is, well, two you know two things. One is I think when we look into Traditions and traditional foods across the globe. There are so many gems out there that you know we need to 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 bring back. And if we if we can, and if we can give them a modern reason for and the reason for being, then there is already a lot of solutions for better nutrition, for greater greater enjoyment of food. You know, there's a lot of that. I, That that we can harness as、uh, scientists and technologists, and I think it is almost, I would say, our duty, our responsibility as scientists and technologists, because the recipes will come from us. No one else will create them. Yeah, to look back as well as look forward, you know, into into creating. So great, love it. About time. Let's、uh, change, though. Our gradually take it, take it. Use it as an opportunity to enhance and develop our palate. So not just let's eat more meat, but this meat being made out of vegetables, which yes, it does have a place, of course, because it is tasty. But also use it as an opportunity to try new things that are genuinely, you know, plants that look like plants, not plants that pretend to be something else, and. Maybe in some cases, some cases they are unnecessarily overprocessed because、yeah. that's another thing that keeps coming up, and it is a debate which will not go away, and we should be having it. 
I know I'm keeping you for so long, but I have one more question, I promise. This is the last one. I know that you've been a judge and you are normally a judge in, um, for the Ecotrophilia competition, which is a competition where students team from several universities, not just in the UK, but also in Europe, they compete, they, they create an eco-innovative product and eventually, you know, the, the winner uh, goes to, the winner of the UK leg of the competition goes to compete with the other universities across Europe. And it's an amazing opportunity for all students to develop their skills and also to network with mentors and uh, people from not just academia, but specifically from uh, food companies, from the business side of it all. So did you check the products that were presented at the Ecotrophilia UK 2021 and what is your opinion? Yes, well, and again, before I answer that question, because uh, I am biased there and I'll explain why, but before I answer it, can I just say to, if we've got any students listening, what are you waiting for? Get your ideas put them in front of, of people that can mentor you. It's free mentoring, guys. It's free experience. Do it. Yeah. So that's that's enough of that. Um, I was actually one of the, again, through the Institute of Food Science and Technology that co-hosts co uh, and co-organizes Ecotrophilia in the UK, uh, the UK leg of Ecotrophilia, because it's a European um, event, competition. The, uh, I've, through IFST, I mentored together with other peers uh, from the innovation, food innovation um, special interest group. So we were, we were honoured uh, genuinely uh, to, to be asked to, to mentor some of the teams, the finalists of the, uh, the, the, the UK um, competition and then the winner of the UK competition who went to um, Europe and, by the way, won the special uh, marketing prize. So, you know, well done to, to those guys. The products were great. And, of course, they would be great because, you know, people, young, uh, talented people came up with the, the ideas. So that was when goes without saying, you know, you, you wouldn't enter unless you, you had all that. So... So I think the bit that really, so I was not surprised, basically. I was not surprised by the fact that there were some really fantastic <laughs> ideas, the kind of ideas you think, oh, why didn't I think of that? Anyway, but um, the quality of the presentations just blew me away. If I could do what all these contestants uh, did and... Um, the talent that was there, I mean, if I could do half of, of that when I was starting my career, oh my goodness, CEO of the biggest company in the world by now, I would have been. They were absolutely fantastic. You know, I just cannot put it in, into words. I mean, what great things are these guys going to do? Absolutely. And if someone is listening and if you're a student... Um, you know, you can participate to the Ecotrophilia. You still have time because you can still submit your interest by the end of March. So I will link all of the information in the episode description just in case you're interested. And of course, I will also link all of the uh, contacts for Valia. If you feel like you need to, to contact her or you want to ask her more questions, remember that she's also a member of the IFST. So you can easily get to, to talk to her by, uh, by using the, uh, the 
forums that are available for the IFSD members. And I'll put all of the links, all the information we will see, it's down below. Now, we got to the end of this very long podcast, but I'm pretty sure that you found it very interesting. And I really hope that this is going to be beneficial for your career choices or for your life in general, if you are already on the NPD track. Well, I just want to thank so much Valia for her participation and for her time. I am extremely grateful. Well, Vero, thank you so much for inviting me. I know you and I can talk forever, but I suppose we'll have to sadly say goodbye at this point in time. So bye and thank you very much. Well, that was the interview with Valia Cristido, which you will find all of her information down below. So if you want to contact her on LinkedIn, feel free to do so. I hope that you enjoyed this. Once again, if you have any doubts, curiosities, do not hesitate and send us an email to thefoodscienceaddict at outlook.com or you can find us on Instagram at thefoodscienceaddict. I hope you enjoy everything. I hope you're taking care of yourself. And until the next episode, I'll say goodbye.